are live. What's up, everybody? I'm one of your hosts, James Walmer, and joining me today is the one and only Visit DeSantis. What's going and on, this everybody? It's Strictly Casual, your unoriginal podcast from unprofessional college students. Today, we got a lot of news for you. We got next gen pricing, we got some gamer drama, as well as uh, some more industry news. Can't wait for you guys to join us and hear about the news today. Um, but first and foremost, Vince. What have you been playing this week? It has been... It's been a busy, busy week this week, so my video game consumption has been less than a regular week, but I have been playing a lot of Last of Us. I am... Tell me about that. I am 21 hours in at this point, and I feel like the story's in full swing. And I don't mean that in a bad way, because I'm enjoying every minute of it, but I see where some people could potentially not like a longer game. And that's one of the reasons they're not enjoying Last of Us. Um, but it's it's a journey, dude. I'm, I'm like, I'm on a journey with these characters. I've, there's decisions that I don't agree with, which is good. Because mm-hmm. that's what makes something interesting. If everybody agrees with it, um, then what are they doing? Yeah. They're not, yeah. They're not making yeah. any money moves. Um, I'm just, I'm really loving it. And I hate, I'm playing it right now. And like, I don't, like, I want to keep playing to like get to the end and stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want it to end at all. Like, I'm, like, playing, like, a little segment, like, 30, 45 minutes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, okay. All right, I'll play a little more later. i got to savor it for a little bit longer. Um, but I'm loving it, dude. So, so good. It is just... Is it starting to drag at all? No, not even in the slightest. It's drag, wow. Um, I was telling you, James, I texted you just to, like, that I'm so excited for you to play it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, regardless of if you like the story or not you're guaranteed an experience and there is no game like a naughty dog game there literally nothing yeah. compares they're on another level mm-hmm. um of storytelling cinematics uh the gameplay is, is just the gameplay is butter in this mm-hmm. um the crafting uh, it's just uh, it's on another tier entirely i just i can't wait to spoiler talk with you dude one day well we'll get there it's gonna be a while yeah what have you been playing um, I've been streaming a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I jumped into Tomb Raider and playing a lot of that, a game that you have been, I say this literally every time I stream it, um, a game that you have been on my ass to start mm-hmm. from the beginning because I know you're a huge fan I of love those it. games. And I am enjoying it so much. Wait, hold Wait, let me clarify. Huge okay. fan of the first game. Oh, okay. The second mm-hmm. game's fun. And I haven't played the third game yet. Okay. Yeah. I still intend on playing the second game, of course, because it is the free game with plus one of the two Mm -hmm. for um, PlayStation Yep. this month. So I will be playing that, streaming that more. Um, But a few things I really like about Tomb Raider, um, I'm loving the overarching story and where it's going right now. Um, we're starting to get more into the truth about who Matthias is mm-hmm. uh, and get a little more into the uh, end of Uncharted sort of narrative twists that they kind of do. Right. Um, and I really enjoy the combat. I really enjoy the uh, traversal gameplay. Um, and, and the rope some... arrows, dude. The rope arrows are nice. Top tier. Yeah, I really like the rope arrow mechanic. Uh-huh. Um but I think some of the 
uh, I know I just said the traversals, but some of the environment building is kind of, I can't tell whether it wants to be open world or linear sometimes. Mm. And I know it tries to blend those two, but um, I, I sometimes I can't tell if an area is where it wants me to go okay. or yep. whether I'm just wasting my time by going there or... Because mm-hmm. it, it kind of builds this open environment. It only fills it with, like, minor collectibles. Right. I you guess where, where I saw that is it was open, but not overwhelmingly open where I couldn't see it all. And that's mm-hmm. where I kind of liked it. Because I was like, in an open world, I'll always miss something, some mm-hmm. area. But as I'm playing through the linear story and there's some sort of, um, I, I don't know, area to explore, I feel like I could explore it and get everything I needed to out of it and then move on. Sure. Yeah. Actually, I, yeah, I like that you said that. I think that's. I think but that's I good. totally see where you're coming from too. It's, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like that the initial area you start at changes throughout the course of the gameplay. Yep. Like the plane crashes, mm-hmm. and then it takes you back to your starting area, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is the same area." Yeah. Um, I I think some of the character relationships should have been a little more fleshed out from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um. Because you you know you hear tapes and stuff like that and you're like yeah. who the hell is this who this guy yeah yeah, yeah. but um, I think it does a good job progressively throughout the story right fleshing out those characters yeah um, but yeah I played that I played Titanfall two um, I think about three ish hours into Titanfall two on PC or PS4 on PS4 cool um, it's a lot of fun uh, the Gameplay is super smooth. Gunplay, free running is all super smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy kind of the the Borderlands style uh, villain cast. <clears throat> I yeah. like that it's not just another army man army man game. It's yeah, got right. some personality to it. Mm-hmm. It has uh, some quirks here and there. Even though like the main protagonists are kind of that standard mm-hmm. sort of army man type. Uh, I think the uh, enemies and the villains kind of give some uh, depth there to the genre. Okay. Um. Yeah, and it's it's kind of difficult. Like I'm playing it on hard, and it's yeah. more difficult than I anticipated. I've never played it, so I'd be. I think it's fun. I think it's worth yeah. your time. Okay. I think you'd actually enjoy it, Ben. I'd like to get into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's uh, on a Steam sale right now. Okay. For like ten bucks. Well, it was free on PlayStation. I'm pretty sure I claimed it. Oh, okay. So, so I, you claimed it, I think it's in the library. That. There you go. All right, Vin. So let's I think it's time to get into the news. James, you take this first one, because I right. want the second one. <laughs> Starting off, controversial article. Um, controversial uh, everything. NBA 2K21 could be setting the stage for next-gen games pricing. This comes from Ryan Gilliam at Polygon. 2K Sports released their new pricing strategy on Thursday, which could shift the way games are priced in the next generation of games on their respective marketplaces. While NBA 2K21 will release at $59.99 US dollars on Stadia, PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One uh, when it launches on September 4th, if players wish to play 2K21 on next generation hardware, they must pay for their copy of NBA 2K21, refuting the Xbox Smart Delivery Service or whatever the Sony equivalent is. If players decide they want to play both uh, on current and next-generation hardware, 
they have the option of buying the Mamba Forever edition, which costs $99.99 US dollars and includes both a current copy as well as a next generation upgrade. I assume that if you buy the PS4, it goes to PS5 and Xbox sure. or Xbox One, it goes to Xbox Series X, not cross. Okay. Um, however, that is not confirmed nor denied right. in this article. Um AAA titles have remained $59.99 since the debut of the PS3 and Xbox 360, but this change might be the start of a new trend in video game pricing. Uh, Polygon reached out for a statement from the 2K spokesperson, and they got this quote. Uh, Quote, We believe our suggested retail price for NBA 2K21 on next-generation platforms fairly represents the value of what's being offered. Power, speed, and technology that is only possible on new hardware. While we are confident that NBA 2K21 will be a monumental leap forward in the, for the franchise and a standout visual showcase on next-generation consoles, we recognize that it's our responsibility to prove this value to our fans and NBA 2K players. We're looking forward to doing so and can't wait to show you more in the upcoming months to launch. End quote. Um, just a few things on top of this. Sony and Microsoft have yet to lead... Uh, have yet to release any pricing information for other titles, but this could set the new standard. Uh, I also thought it was funny because in this article, there's also a related article linked Mm -hmm. from a year ago titled Spending $60 on a Video Game Doesn't Make Sense Anymore. And that article is in response to the increasing trend of games as a service. Got it. James, I don't know what to think exactly about this yet. At one point, I can see both camps. I'm in the camp of if there's actually the content and the development team. Like, I obviously, you want to support the developers so that they can keep making games. That's why I hate pirating games, like that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not really about it. Even if it's on sale, I'd rather buy it on sale. Look at you, G2A. Yeah, you got to kick the developer some money or you're not going to get another game like that ever. $60 is already a lot for me to justify buying a new game. And I can't buy every new game that comes out. That's just not in mm-hmm. not in the Vincent DeSantis budget, you know? I sure. buy a couple new games a year. Um, and that's just, like, part of the hobby. That's video games, you know? But I buy yeah. a lot of games on sale. Um, I wait for them to go on sale or whatever it is. Um, and sev- the $70 push brings it that much closer to 100 So now in my mind, I'm thinking... If I buy two games a year, that's $200. That's, like, my thought process, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then we're looking at, at a, I don't know, half a console at $200 yeah. for two games. Yeah. Um, I know that's kind of an exaggeration, but that's just, like, where my mind goes immediately. And I think mm-hmm. this number's going to scare some people away. But at the same time, they're starting this off with NBA, something that people buy every single year. So they're not – I don't think they're yeah. worrying about people not buying it. They know people are going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess also at the same time, like if this is how every game is going to go, which we can kind of assume that that's that's how it's looking. There's been talks of video games getting more expensive for the last five years. Yeah. So why not yeah. start now at the next uh, next generation well, leap? If you go back to like Sega Genesis and um, Super Nintendo and N64, people will tell you that. Oh, back in the day, we paid like $100 for our games. Hmm. Because the, the hardware was new, and the hardware was expensive. Yeah. Um, and But I, I just don't know if that's really the case anymore. And not that like that's doubting, but I just don't personally know what like 
price-wise and resources-wise goes into making making a game to make it justifiable or to say whether or not it's justifiable right to charge $70 or whether $60 is fine and the other thing I have to think of too is NBA people that play NBA every year are looking for the main modes here their career mode and then their whatever the um, I don't play it so I don't really know but um, the multiplayer yeah multiplayer but there's another one where you play a whole season with a team that you make uh I forget oh, what it is. Career. It's different than my career. It's like a simulation oh, type thing. Yeah, I don't oh. know. People love it. But each year, I feel like they're taking one of the modes out and replacing it with something gimmicky. Or they'll put that in the next year and take something else and put in something gimmicky. And I think for $70, people are going to want everything in there. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to want them to skimp on one side that might be their favorite side. Or you know, So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Um. But I don't know, $70, James. Seventy. That's a lot. Also, to bring this up, too, I saw our boys at uh, I Never Cast for This tweet mm-hmm. um, that games in Canada are already more expensive than in the U.S. So mm-hmm. having another $10 increase is going to make games even more expensive for them, too. Yeah. Um, I think they were saying it was. it's usually 70 in Canada, so it's going to be like 80, like 80 now there. Mm. That's a lot. Um, That's a lot of money. Shire Sports, also known as Austin, good friend of mine, says, just going to add in with games like NBA, a lot of people already spend like 70 to begin with by getting a special edition right. of some sort, so it's not going to feel much different to the average buyer who would normally be paying that. Okay. That's good. That's a good thought. That's a good thought. Point, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I imagine they push the $70 edition. It's probably like a steelbook or whatever it is, like extra in-game content. Um, but there's got to be a group of people that only buy the base game, you know? And those guys are going to feel a little little outliered. Outliered, yeah, I, mean, I guess. Imagine some of like the younger players, right, or people who receive this game as a gift. Yeah. You know, you know when they tell Aunt Susie, hey, go buy me 2K, she's not going to be worried about the steelbook edition. She's no. not even going to also is aunt Susie gonna go aunt Susie, who lives a couple states away who hasn't seen you in a couple years she really gonna go for the 70 dollars game that's it who knows who knows so i i I don't know i can't i don't know if i am informed enough about uh resources for the cost of development to uh have an informed yeah on whether this is good or bad i don't know i we'll see how it shakes out but this is a trend I don't want to say a trend in a bad direction Mm -hmm. but it's a trend in an upwards direction I really do think we are going to see games be more expensive this generation Vincent, as you might know I follow the Joel Joel Rubin from Inside Gaming if you remember him I love that guy he's a great guy Um, he follows a $1 one hour model in which for every dollar he pays on a game he expects one hour of gameplay for it to keep him in for an hour of gameplay. Okay. And so I think for me personally, um, I think that's been a pretty good model to make me think like I got my money's worth. Sure. It's like the equivalent of um, buying some like an article of clothing and it's $1 for every day that you wear it. Okay. You know? Hmm. Uh, and I... So if games, I guess following that logic, if games 
are going to be $10 more, I expect 10 more hours or $10 more worth of content, um, whatever that means, hmm. in whatever digital title I'm purchasing. I would say I don't, I don't follow that one hour, the $1 one hour rule, but I see where you're coming from. I can only count a couple games that have done that. A full $60, 60 hours, maybe Destiny plus expansions I've put way more than I've spent, way more hours than i spent money on in Destiny, for instance. Mm. Um, but I'm trying to think of like a bunch of games. Maybe Red Dead. I put like 100 hours into Red Dead, and that was 60 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, it's not like every game I play, I haven't, I haven't reached that. So if I was to think like that, then I would be pretty let down at myself for spending the money and not, not playing enough. That's just the honest truth. <laughs> That's okay. I never finish any of the games I play anyway. Yeah. You gotta finish Tomb Raider, right? It's gotta happen. Right, I'll, I'll finish Tomb Raider. Alright, do you have anything else to say about $70 video games coming into the future here? Uh, I have nothing else other than um, I want to see what the next... Uh, we'll wait to see we, till we have more information on next yeah. year title price. To make right, because I don't know what, what would be the next title to come out with a price point. Like it Call of Duty? It'd be a Call of Duty, or... It'd be a yearly game. It'd be a yearly game. And it'd be right when pre-orders go live, and then someone goes into pre-order. Another sports game that's not under 2K. Yeah, FIFA, Madden, all that. Yeah. We also have a ton of launch titles right. coming. So, we'll see. We will see. Wait, didn't Miles Mor- Spider-Man Miles Morales get priced at 40 Uh, No, they said it was... It was, like, equivalent to a $40 Lost Legacy. It was all in that talk. Okay, so it's not... Okay. Yeah. yeah. I understand. All right. So... Go ahead. Next up here, we're going to be talking a little bit about Dr. Disrespect's Twitch ban. Now, if you're watching this on Twitch, you probably know who Dr. Disrespect is, but for the sake of people viewing on YouTube later, I'm going to give them the rundown, you know? So, basically, Guy, Dr. Disrespect Beam has been one of Twitch's most popular streamers for years, rising to stardom with a combination of exciting gameplay, high production values, and a unique, abrasive personality. Um, if you see a picture of him, you know exactly who he is right away. He wears a fake mullet, sunglasses, and then he has this thick mustache, and he wears a, com- a red combat vest and these red headphones all the time. And that's like his look. No matter where he is... It's his brand. It's more than his brand. It's like an it's an alter ego. It's true. Think about this. We have seen him as Guy, like himself, one time. And the only time we have seen him as Guy is when he had to apologize for cheating on his wife. Uh-oh, boys. We dropped frames. Ooh. We're dropping big frames. Did that then even... you cut out. I cut out on the stream probably too, huh? Okay. We're cutting out again. We're cutting out again, boys. Oh, no. Got hit with the network error. Got hit with the straight network error? Wait, let's see if it comes back. I'm sorry if you're watching this afterwards. You don't have to deal with our technical difficulties. It says we're still... We're still going. Uh. Okay, we're back. Nope, we're not back. It says we're still streaming. Come on. Oh, man. You hate to see it. Come on. 
All right, James, stream's dead. We're going to have to stop it. F. It's completely dead. There's nothing happening there. Yep, offline. Completely lost it. Oh, we're back. We're back in the green. Okay, let's see. Let's see, you guys. Maybe. Come on. We're back. We're baby. back. We're back. We're back. Okay. Wow. We're in the green. Um, I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry, that everybody. Was that was horrible and stressful. Um. Uh, I'm right now. I am texting other people on the Wi-Fi, telling them to get off right now, even though I'm Ethernet-ed in. Um, stream crashing. Okay, we're back up. Anyways, let's just keep going. Yeah, let's just keep moving. Um, okay, so basically what we were talking about is Dr. Disrespect um, and just how he has this alter ego that is very angry all the time, basically. And the only time we've seen him in real life is when he had to go on stream and apologize to his viewers for cheating on his wife with another streamer. And it was very serious, very sad. Uh, thing that went there um and a couple days ago he was banned from twitch which sent shockwaves through the streaming community after all streamers with over 1.5 million subscribers don't just get kicked off twitch without explanation um this isn't the first time dr disrespect has gotten in trouble with twitch in june 2019 a stream at e3 in los angeles Dr. Disrespect entered a men's bathroom while continuing to stream. Twitch suspended him two weeks for the incident. It didn't sour relations between the two. However, earlier this year, Twitch signed Dr. Disrespect to a multi-year exclusivity deal that reportedly paid him millions of dollars per year. Jeez. Um, so even though he's had a lot of problems with Twitch in the past, Twitch knows he's one of their biggest stars. So, of course, they signed him for a couple million dollars. No question. Mm -hmm. This is the most interesting part to me. Um, Dr. Yeah. Disrespect's final moments on stream prior to June, June 26th ban were odd, to say the least. Did you see the video, James? I sent you the video. It is eerie, actually. It's like a little creepy. I've watched it a lot of times. I'm going to give you the little rundown right here. After referencing the conspiracy theorist David Icke, Dr. Disrespect appears to check his phone, after which his demeanor changes and he appears to be visibly distressed. You can tell under those sunglasses and that mustache and that mullet that something is wrong. He switches to a Roblox video before saying, I appreciate everyone watching today. We'll get through this Champions Club. That's how he talks. We'll get through this. And then he goes like he's like looking around like this. He's looking at his phone. He's like he's like breathing heavy. He says, I know. It's a tough and then he stops. He keeps looking. Life's weird right now. We'll get through this, okay? I uh and then he stops his stream and then he runs his credits, which is Dr. Disrespect doing karate. And so he starts doing karate and all this stuff and the stream ends. And that's the last we heard of Dr. Disrespect. And it was creepy as hell. Like, it, people are saying like, oh, if you turn the volume up, you can hear police in the background enter the I room. I did hear what they're talking about, but I think it's just part of the Roblox video and it has nothing to do with the police. Oh, okay. <laughs> at all. Um... <laughs> 
so basically his channel disappears and twitch hasn't said why they banned him yet um speculation has run rampant um across the internet as to why the company would ban one of its most popular personalities with seemingly no warning or stated reason a day after his ban dr disrespect made what is so far his only public statement that he also does not know why he has to know why. Are you joking my ass? Did you see the end of the stream? I highly recommend everybody looking at the video because it is creepy as heck. Yeah. Um, and my notes, basically, yeah, I already mentioned Dr. Disrespect cheating on his wife. Uh, and then the biggest speculation point here is that there's a new streaming service coming on called Brime. I don't know who runs Brime, but it's a very small small community of people right now it's not even live like you can't go watch stuff or anything for instance they had a twitter account that had uh 50 or 60 followers right Mm -hmm. someone mentioned brime one of the big streamers as like kind of like a joke or something but people Mm -hmm. are speculating that shroud and ninja who just got off mixer Mm -hmm. and dr disrespect will all be going to this brime platform to help it bring up this is a major long shot in my opinion they're not going to get paid a damn dollar for this. If they have no, they have no funding. What Brian? Like, who who knows where their parent company is or whatever? But I don't know how many Twitter followers they have now. But it's somewhere in the tens of thousands. So they went from sixty to like, oh wow, a bunch of thousand followers because of this comment. So people are really speculating that they're going to go to Brian. I don't think so at all. I think that is not even. I just don't understand how that could have incited such a dramatic response from Dr. Disrespect. How what could? The, like, if the end of his stream had to do with Brime? Oh, no, I don't think so either. I, I like, think this is um, talking about in addition to, like, obviously Dr. Disrespect's, um, like, he's banned for a different reason than going to Brime, but I think people are speculating that his next step will be Brime. That's more of, like, see. what it is. Yeah. Um, his band could be literally anything. I don't know, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, also, Dis- Dr. Disrespect is, like, old. Oh, yeah. He's, like, 38. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that's not old. He's, like... For for the streaming community, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. You'd be surprised. All right. All right. Um, Sports says Mountain Dew still has his logo on um license so it can't be anything major legally he doesn't think yeah i mean also i was hearing that he lives in san diego and there's no san diego arrest record for him or anything like that um so i i don't know i i'm assuming that some of his prior actions caught up to him on twitch and twitch gave him the ban hammer but Mm -hmm. i mean well i'm sure we'll learn about it in a couple weeks you know there's been people tweeting like, oh, yeah. "I know what happened to Doctor Disrespect, but it's pretty serious. I can't say anything. Who knows if they know or not? But it's I gonna be interesting. Wait. I I yeah. can't wait to hear about it either. All right, all right. More negative gaming news. Crisis Remaster is delayed due to poor reactions from the audience. This comes from Charlie Hall at Polygon. Uh, a few days ago, I think this was Wednesday, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, there was supposed to be a release of a Crisis remastered trailer. Uh, however, that trailer was leaked 
earlier that day. Yes. Uh, before the dedicated time they were going to put it out. And the responses to the leak trailer were so negative that Crytek issued the following response in place of the actual trailer. Did you see the leak trailer? I did not see the leak trailer. Okay. You? I looked it up yesterday and watched it. Yeah. All right. Come before I read the statement. Um, what do you think? First off, I have not played the original Crisis. So. I got about five seconds into the leak trailer, and I had to look up what the original Crisis looked like to do a quick comparison. Okay. Um, they're, I think they're doing the right move by delaying it. <laughs> um, yeah. Not to say that I didn't think it looked bad, but as a, as fans of Crisis, I don't think they were stoked about the tier that it was getting remastered to. I think they were expecting it to be here since when Crisis originally came out. It was like a huge graphic leap. Um, and so the remaster is just slightly above. You know, it's nothing. It's literally a, a higher resed skin. Honestly, mm. it doesn't look like anything revolutionary. I think Crisis fans want revolutionary. Yeah, well, I mean, when you have a reputation like Crisis, and you are the benchmark for your hardware, right? That, mm. That's the game. Is how how well can you run right. Crisis? Yeah. You know that was part of the joke, right? And so now, you 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 have that reputation to uphold, and when you do a remaster, it really has to be a whole ass remaster. Um, On to the statement from Crytek, dear Crisis fans. As you know, Crisis Remaster will be coming into the world this year, and at the same time, the Crisis IP will debut on Nintendo Switch. This is the first Crisis title that will ever be on Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Continuing. Your passion for the Crisis franchise deserves an undeniably high-quality game, and we are committed to delivering just that. To ensure that we meet that commitment, we'll need to delay the launch date uh, on all platforms and trailer premiere by a few weeks. Because the already started pre-orders for Switch will stay open, but pre-orders for all other platforms will be delayed as well. The features you're looking forward to are already set, but we want to take the time on polishing the game. You might be aware of the leak yesterday, and we want you to know We've seen all the reactions, the good and the bad, and we're listening. Mm-hmm. We're still working on a number of things in game, as well as as well as the storefront. Please keep the love coming, and rest assured, you'll have the game you love shortly. This extra time until release will allow us to get Cre- Crisis Remastered up to the PC and console breaking. Oh, to the PC and console breaking standard yep. you've come to expect from Crisis games. We hope you understand what we're up to. And that you stay with us while we take the time to make a few more improvements. Stay tuned, and we'll have that game in your hands as soon as we possibly can. We'll keep you updated on our progress, so please hang in there and come check back here for updates. Thank you, Team Crisis, Crytek, and Crisis Remastered. They'll be fine. They'll get through this. You know? I hope it's good. Me too. I, I actually... I watch the, watch the remaster trailer after this. And let mm-hmm. me know what you think. I wasn't blown away or anything, but that's because I didn't play the original Crisis. I did play the original Crisis. I actually downloaded it on my PC to benchmark it. Okay. And, like, you still can't play that game at max settings. It's so weird to me. It doesn't look like it would be graphically intensive at all. Yeah. Maybe a it, little. It's, um... Probably because they have so much fog in every scene. You have to render that fog, and that's, like, that's killer, bro. That's particle effects. It's a lot of particle effects. Also, some of the... 
the AI in Crisis is really not very good. Everybody has big ass eyes in in Crisis. They're like this big, and they're like freaking out when they see you. It's so funny. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. I don't know. That's funny. Any more thoughts? Uh, if it can't run on people's gaming PCs, I don't know how the hell it's gonna run on the Switch. That's all I got. That's all I gotta say. Also true. Hmm. All right. Yep. Okay. Is that all you got on? I I don't got anything else to say about Crisis. Besides, I'm rooting for him. That's that's it. Yeah, I'm rooting for him too. I hope it's good. Okay. Um, there is a new Fallout series from Westworld creators in the works at Amazon. Jonathan Nolan, Christopher Nolan's brother. We've been talking a lot about the Nolans, by the way, on our video game uh, podcast. Isn't that kind of funny? Have we? Christopher Nolan and his all of his Fortnite movies and Fortnite events and all that stuff. Yeah. Now we're talking mm-hmm. about his brother, who's writing a video game TV show. Yeah, I'm all for the Nolans, man. They're great. They're great. Love the Nolans. So Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy have set their sights on creating another... Okay, I don't really know Lisa Joy, but she's part of the Westworld writing team. Um, sure. They've set their sights on creating another expansive sci-fi series. The Westworld duo are developing a show at Amazon based on the Fallout video game franchise. The Fallout series, which began in 1997 with the original game, is set in a world where the future where the future envisioned by Americans in the late 1940s explodes upon itself through nuclear war in 2077. With their Amazon project, Nolan and Joy will look to bring the harshness of the wasteland set against the previous generation's utopian idea of a better world through nuclear energy to a small screen. That's a tongue twister. Um, This project will look to retain the game's harsh tone, which making sure it's still sprinkled with moments of ironic humor and B-movie nuclear fantasies, which players of the epic franchise know and love. Uh, okay. First, James, tell me about your history with Fallout. <clears throat> My history with Fallout. Fallout is a franchise that I know and love dearly. It is very near to my heart, near and dear, in fact. And uh, Fallout 3 is my favorite of the three Fallout games that I've played. Okay, so played you Fallout didn't play Fallout 4. I played New Vegas, and I played 4. Oh, you did play 4. Okay. I did play four, and I played the Far Harbor DLC. Um, I just enjoyed the. Um, I think four had a lot of good steps in the right direction, but I did miss that um, non-voice protagonist with all of the zany uh, and very. There's a lot more variety in dialogue options mm-hmm. in the earlier games um, that I felt like were just a little bit lacking. Okay. Follow and um, didn't allow me to play the type of character I wanted to as good as possible. They kind of just streamlined it into four, four or so. Also, yeah. the, the the perk system in Fallout 4 was a little too all over the place for me. Got it. Um, rather than in 3 in New Vegas. I think New, New Vegas and 3 were more hardcore RPGs. Wait, is that a Pip-Boy behind you? That's what it looks like. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's, is it really? Yeah, the, yeah, when I got my Fallout 4. Oh, sick. I literally I mean, just no, noticed that. I did I literally did not notice that until we were talking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. I need a I need a gamer shelf in this room. With all your good on stuff my... on it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Um, 
yeah, every now and again the latch will come loose on the bottom. Mm-hmm. When I like try to like move it like a few inches, it'll just fall apart and oh, fall no. open. And it goes, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> jeez. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy Fallout. I hope uh, the series is good. I hope it does well. I was uh, reading a tweet by Imran Khan. Is that his last mm-hmm. name? Um, and he was saying he thinks it's ironic that the creators of Amazon are working on a game in which takes place uh, in a world where capitalism has taken over and kind of exploded. Yeah. Um, and I just, it's ironic. Yeah. The Amazon, one of the biggest capitalist companies is funding in the it. world is funding it. So that is pretty funny. Um, yeah. We don't have, I mean, Amazon's track record with original shows um, is hit hit and miss both equally. Yeah. Um, they have good stuff. They have some mediocre stuff. They got the boys, um, man. I love the boys. Can't wait for two. They have back. the boys. Yeah. Season two, right? Mm-hmm. Is confirmed. No, it's coming out soon, like in August or September, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um I season one. You what? I never finished season one. Oh, I recommend it. It's good stuff. It's yeah. good superhero stuff. Um, what about you? I know you didn't play. I uh, did you play Fallout Four? I did you not did. play Fallout Four. I've I mean I've seen it being played, but mm-hmm. I never personally played it. The most of a Fallout I've ever played was uh, New Vegas, and I probably played like half of New Vegas, and I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. Um, but I don't know. I just I never. It was it was years ago. Mm-hmm. I was just a wee lad, you know. Whatever the popular mm-hmm. game was at that point. I would just hop onto that. I wasn't. I wasn't really. I didn't really care about beating games at at that stage of video gaming. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It was cool, and I love their. I love the Fallout aesthetic of preserved '40s stuff in mm-hmm. nuclear wasteland. I know we've kind of seen that in like, like a nuke town in Call of Duty, or like that's a popular thing now like mm-hmm. indiana jones had that whole fallout ish thing mm-hmm. um like nuclear fallout not the game fallout but mm-hmm. we we've seen that a lot in like movies and all that stuff now but it's cool i like it i enjoy it i, I like what it looks like and there's a lot of things you can do with it um so this will be cool but i'm a little worried jonathan nolan he writes a lot of great things he's written a lot of christopher mm-hmm. nolan's movies they work on him together mm-hmm. and stuff but I also heard that these last two seasons of Westworld suck. So, like, the first yeah. season was great and the last two weren't good. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm interested in where the story is going, whether it's just another... Because at this point, um, even in the Fallout franchise, it's slightly, like, a little copy-paste. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry, everybody. Um, you're good. Um, with the primary protagonist being someone who has made it out of the vault and that's the person every time it's oh you were born and raised in the vault and you're just leaving mm-hmm. and experiencing this world for the first time and it almost kind of is an allegory for the player as well stepping into this new environment or sure. whatever um, which is a fine story but if I agree yeah, if it's copy and pasted and stuff then it becomes less original less fun so Fallout 76 man let's go let's get it let's get into it <laughs> no, that's not. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, uh, I don't think I have anything else to say about that. Me neither. But it looks like from the article and stuff that they know, they seem to know Fallout based on their quotes and the uh, aspects of it that they want to include in the show. Sounds like they're kind of nailing that, so. Mm-hmm. Or they, not that they're nailing it, they know what they have to nail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, James, do you mind if I take this one? No, absolutely, go for it. Okay. This is this is interesting, too. Um, Discord is rebranding to shift away from gaming. Um, This comes from Engadget. It doesn't have a new name, but Discord is is effectively rebranding away from being an app dedicated to helping gamers communicate with one another during tense online matches. In a blog post published on Tuesday, the company announced it's changing its focus to make its software into a place where anyone can find a community, create their own chat server, and talk to their friends, whether they're into gaming or not. Games are what brought many of you onto the platform. We'll always be grateful for that, the company said. Today, many of you use Discord for day-to-day communication. You're sharing your thoughts about books, music, art, creating servers just to be yourself, and share moments with friends. Practically speaking, what rebranding means for our current and more specifically new Discord users is a streamlined onboarding experience and updated templates that make it easier to set up a server. You can see all the changes reflected in the company's new website, which includes an updated tagline, Your Place to Talk. This is cool for Discord, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, as you guys know, we use Discord to record the podcast right now. Like, we're using their vo- the voice chat. Mm-hmm. And I would take Discord chat over Zoom, over Skype, all that stuff. I think it's the best chat yeah. software out there. I totally agree, too. I've used them all. You know, it's not like we've only used this one. We have to use Zoom for school or... You just remember Skype back in the day? Skype and Minecraft were hand-in-hand for me back in their day. So, um, I'm assuming that during this time, they've gotten a lot more people that aren't into gaming onto Discord um, because of all the video conferencing and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if they have a great like full video conference software setup where you can have a video chat with like a bunch of people but we had like six one time right james it worked out good yeah worked out great um so i like what they're doing here because like i was trying to recommend discord to someone and they're like oh it says it's like a video game thing like it's not like what i want i'm like no it doesn't it's not just that like you can make something for whatever like obviously we have our strictly casual discord which is linked in the description below um yeah we do and we use it we we can use it for whatever we want you know what i mean we can you can literally have chat channels just to talk you can type in the general chat you can ask us questions on there now we also use it for video games because we have chat channels for like raids or whatever whatever's going on Mm -hmm. if we're playing games um so this is cool this is cool i i love discord because it has it's very streamlined and compartmentalized so you'll have big servers and then you'll have multiple channels within that server for different things. Like in the Strictly Casual server, both of us play Destiny 2, so we have our own raid team uh, mm-hmm. voice chat. And so then we also have a general. So if you're not playing a specific game or whatever, you can just hang out in the general voice chat. Yeah. But if you're playing Destiny and you want to like get in a raid team or you just want to play Destiny with people, like that's a Destiny chat. Yeah. And you can have just multiple chats for different purposes. There are multiple text chats as well as voice chats. And we can set up... The best part is we can set up a new one for any game. Like, if anybody has yeah. a game that they're wanting to play with easy. other people, it's literally two clicks. 
I title it and it's done. It's there. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing, the constructive criticism that I do have for Discord is that while it's easy to set up a server, it's not easy to make that server into exactly what you want. There's not the customization, even though it seems broad, is actually kind of limited for creating the server. All of them have the same type of layout. So what they're talking mm-hmm. about here is creating servers specifically for different types of stuff like books, music, art, and all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm most excited to see. Because mm-hmm. if your if your mom got like a book club or something like that, and she needs to hop on if they're using Discord to have like their meetings or something like that, it's not it's not really set up for a book club. That's all I gotta do say. You, do you think after these improvements, do you think Discord could dethrone other conferencing video apps such as Zoom? I think it's a major player, dude. Discord is a major player, but it's not seen as a major player because of its video game branding. So this is, mm-hmm. I think this is the right idea for them. Um, yeah. I hope they do. I hope they take it over. That would be awesome. Yeah. Unless it gets too like, corporate and all that crap, or like they change it too much where like what we use it for is gone, is like mm-hmm. obsolete. My worry is that it would go to something like Zoom, where they have like, if you don't have premium, you can't be in a call for more than 40 minutes. Whack. Totally whack. whack. I mean, there's Absolutely. Discord Nitro, and that's like their monthly subscription. But I've never had a point where I was like, oh, I wish I had Nitro. You know what I mean? If you're actually doing business on Discord or something like that, sure, maybe it's a good idea. But as a... Do you know what Discord Nitro includes? Yeah, you're able to like send higher file sizes so you don't have to transfer files on something else. It has a whole file transfer system inside of Discord that you have to pay for. Um, that's nice. It is nice, yeah. Um, and then there's... Uh, game streaming straight to Discord that you can't really do or you can do it but you can't push it places there's all sorts of stuff high res video I'm looking at it right now Mm -hmm. so you get emojis these custom animated emojis anywhere you have a customized profile with an animated avatar and a custom tag whatever that means Uh, you get two server boosts and 30% off extra boost which is like how you promote your servers. I don't really know what a server boost is, to be honest. I think it just, like, pushes you to the top of some, like, recommendation, you know. Where would that recommendation be, you know? At the bottom, there's, like, a explore public servers, Mm. and I'm, like, thinking that if you boost your server, it might get up there. If you know more about this, put it in the chat. Um, Yeah. You have, like... Uh, a support badge that shows how long you support Discord. You get a hundred megabyte upload size for sharing. Strider Wild. in the chat says their branding has hurt them. For chat purposes only, I know a lot of people who choose Telegram because they assume Discord is game- gaming. I'd take Discord over Telegram any day if all you want is chat discussion. I've never heard of Telegram. I've also never heard of Telegram. That's interesting. Strange. I'll have to check that out. And HD video, um, high-res video, screen share, and go live. Sure, you get 1080p at 30 frames per second or 720p at 60 frames per second screen share and go live streaming. Right. Yeah, just more options. Nothing I need, but someone that wants it, it's there for you. Mm-hmm. And it is um, 4.99 per month or 49.99 for a whole year. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. That's for Nitro Classic. Oh, is there for... a Nitro Pro? 
what I just read is like the Nitro Pro, and that is nine ninety nine per month or okay. one hundred dollars per year. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. That's that. That's Discord. Let's see right. become reigning champs. We need it. Anything else, Finn? Nada. Uh, this one's a small article, but Nintendo president apologizes. Oh, Shire's voice just says just another group messaging platform. Telegram is? Yeah. Um, Nintendo president apologized for Joy-Con drift. This is from Nicole Carpenter at Polygon. Um, basically, for a long time, there's been a lot of Joy-Con drift. It's infamous that after a while, your Joy-Con uh, sticks would just start to drift in a certain direction. R.I.P. Um, my and- gray left-hand controller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo is facing a class action lawsuit uh, filed in the U.S. in 2019 uh, because of this. And they. Um, oh my gosh, let me try and figure this out. <laughs> Furukawa uh, noted, noted in his statement regarding the uh, lawsuit. Quote, regarding the Joy-Con, we apologize for any trouble caused to our customers. We are continuing to aim to improve our products, but as the Joy-Con is the subject of a class action lawsuit in the United States, and this is still a pending issue, we would like to refrain from responding about any specific actions. End quote. Um, Now, Nintendo released recently the, the Nintendo Switch Lite, in which this is had become an increasingly bigger issue. Because you can't switch your that you cannot replace the Joy-Cons because they are fixed Dude. to the console. That sucks. Um, let's see. Nintendo began issuing free repairs for controllers afflicted with Joy-Con drift shortly after the lawsuit was filed. However, with the release of the Switch Lite, um, they can't be replaced or unattached. Gotta send in the whole console. And the new console was added to the class action lawsuit. That's all the information we have about this. I feel like it would be cheaper for the for Nintendo just to send you another Joy-Con, a single Joy-Con, than mm-hmm. to pay for shipping to ship it there, pay someone yeah. work hours to fix it, and pay to ship it back. At that point, just send them a new Joy-Con. And you can send oh, singles. Yeah. Huh? You're saying just send them a new Joy-Con? Yeah, I can't imagine... I cannot imagine it being cheaper for them to bring it in to fix it yeah yeah I don't know about that I I wonder what the issue is with the with the drift is it just that a I don't know ball joint or whatever it's gotta be something like that I mean I literally I got a pack of like a left handed one and a right handed one from a friend um he had like extra for some reason so I bought it off him brand new took it out of the box within like three weeks the left hand one had drift when i noticed playing super smash bros you just hold it there and your character like slowly moves to the to the right or whatever um and by i don't know whatever it is it's been like two years now maybe now the character kind of runs to the side so it's gotten worse um if i like punch the joy con in a bunch and like bring it up and down then it's like fix it it fixes it for like temporarily Mm -hmm. 
for like just playing that day and then it's back to being all crappy and all that so it sucks um but then again it's it's another thing i don't want to have to go through the hassle of trying to send it in and coordinate that who knows how long it's going to be i could send it in it could be gone for months before it comes back i'm sure they're getting hundreds and hundreds of joy cons if not thousands um i don't know it doesn't seem worth it they should just send you another one if it's really if they've admitted that it's broken and you can confirm to them that you have a broken Joy-Con, they send you another one. Yeah. Yeah. Broken not by user error, by the technology. Yeah. It's broken sure. by user error. It, I'm, dude, oh my god, James. I have, I have a cousin with a Switch, right? Uh-huh. Nasty. Just gross. Ugh. It's just caked with food. It's sticky. Uh. <laughs> I could sticky. never. I could never. <laughs> ah! How old is his cousin? Uh, like five, six. Oh, okay, that's more understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I don't blame him or anything. But it could never be me. <laughs> 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 that's all I gotta say on that. Where's Sony at with their controller repairs? Because my PlayStation Five Navy Blue controller that I've had for approximately Your DualShock about a year now. Yeah out the stick drift every now and again f well at least when you're double running in call of duty you don't have to jam your thumb into it to really have it run it's that is true. that little Do jam thing it's broken oh on both controllers thumb muscles oh, i just turned on my playstation damn it i did not mean to do that oh no now my discord screen's gonna switch over to playstation you hate to see it it'll be fine okay Anyway, anyways, okay, I can't hear anything. You can't hear me? No, I can't hear the, the the PlayStation. Oh well, it's loud as a jet. I'm sure you're gonna be able to hear it in a second. I'll go. I'll put it in rest mode after it boots up. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, that's all on Joy Cons. That's all on Joy Cons, baby. Let's go into our last news topic. I don't really have. This is a kind of a a longer article, but I don't have a lot to say about it at the end I guess we'll see okay. yeah I think it's kind of funny uh, Amazon's Crucible which is Amazon's independently produced game retreats back into closed beta this comes from GameIndustry.biz Amazon has announced it'll be moving its free to play hero shooter Crucible back out of full launch into a closed beta now James mm-hmm. you and I reported that uh, Crucible launched uh, probably three or four weeks ago mm-hmm. maybe more Mm-hmm. Haven't heard a peep about it since. Not a damn nope. peep. Nope. In a blog post today from Relentless Games' Colin Johnson, or Johansson, Johansson, he refers back to a previous announcement that the game will be shutting down two of its three game modes to focus on improving its boss-focused Heart of the Hives gameplay, saying the studio would continue to follow its existing roadmap for these updates. Through this, the game will be closing itself to new players, and existing players will need to self-organize teams with other players, which means they're turning off the matchmaking. That's what that means. Uh. Existing Crucible players will be able to continue to play the game for free, and new players will be able to redeem and download it on Steam through July 1st at 9am, so at this point you cannot download it. Following that, however... Interested players will have to sign up through the official Crucible website for consideration in the closed beta. 
Crucible suffered a steep drop in interest immediately after launch, peaking at around only 25,000 concurrent players around launch, according to Business Insider, but only managing concurrent players in the low hundreds for most of June. Low hundreds. James, this is an absolute disaster. Yeah. I would say at the very beginning of our podcast, like episode one or two, we're like, oh, Amazon's producing a game? Like, that's sick. We talked about that. That was a... And here it is. And it's complete God failure. Awful. I don't people know... People hate it. I don't know if it's broken. It's just people just don't like it. It's just not fun. Yeah. I, I haven't heard report, reports that it's, like, unplayable or anything. It's just boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, dude. Good thing it's free. If they charged money and then dropped it into closed beta, people would be pissed and it would be a big problem. It would be a huge problem. We'd see it all over the news. Um, but since it's free, it's less of a problem. Unless there has been microtransactions in it, then I could see this becoming a bigger problem than it is. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. It, basically... I, I would imagine they have less than 100 people that have actually tried to get into the free beta, or to the um, this new beta consideration thing. Like, mm-hmm. I have no interest in it. I only have interest in it to see how bad it is, which is horrible. Me too. And actually, now that I say that, after this, I'm signing up. I'm going to get a key, and I'm going to play. Wow. I got to do some firsthand reporting on Crucible in the next couple weeks and bring it on the podcast, okay? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be on this other Ubisoft game and see how that is. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay, it's time for the best part of the show. Time for the best part of the show. It's Random Fun Stuff, also known as RFS, the stories without stories. Yes. I, that was the first time I used that. That, um, that works, yeah. Okay, great. Um, these are minor bits of news that... Um, are just usually just a sentence or less. What? It's usually just a sentence and less and not much more to talk about. That's it. That's all it is. Yep. I'm going to start us off by getting just into it. Ubisoft's Hyperscape Battle Royale officially revealed. Twitch drops provide access. Yep. Uh, I haven't watched any of it yet, but I am interested to check it out on Twitch to see what it looks like. I watched a little bit of it. Um, looks decently fun. Okay. Fair enough. Call of Duty's Modern Warfare now weighs in at over 200 gigabytes on PC. R slash absolute units. Yep. Review copies of Ghost of Tsushima are in the wild. That's true. Um, I forgot what the date is that reviews go live. I think it's like June 9th or something like that, which is coming up really quick. It's like a week before release. Uh, okay, you take this next one too. I don't know how to say that name. Giancarlo Esposito oh, game Giancarlo. That, that is um, has been in development that he has been pretty uh, behind closed doors about is supposedly the next Far Cry, Far Cry title. I read the article that was behind this, and they really provided no basis for that claim. But this is the only indication that we have at what yeah. game besides what you told me Vincent which is you're talking about this Giancarlo or Giancarlo Esposito is the Breaking Mm -hmm. Bad actor the guy that owns Los Poyos Hermanos Mm -hmm. um yeah all all that that actor came on Twitter 
and said that he's in a major game that he can't talk about his involvement yet, but it it's done or something like that. Like he's already done all of his parts and it's been done for a long time. It's just waiting to be revealed. Um, or like his part's done. I'm sure the game's not not done. Um, but yeah, we've seen a lot of people being like, "Oh, I think he's this and this," or "I think he's this and this." Nobody actually knows. No one knows. But Far Cry and Batman seem to lead the pack in speculation. Mm-hmm. I would like Batman over Far Cry. Yeah, me too. To be fair. Um, they have good performances in Batman. Arkham Knight is a great game. Mm-hmm. I like Arkham Knight. I do. I think I'm going to replay Arkham Knight. That's a damn yeah. good game. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. I remember, I'm remembering it now. It's coming back. <laughs> good ass game. One of the first ones I played on PS4. Wow. Um. Okay, Microsoft renews the Fable trademark. Maybe we'll see more Fable stuff coming in. Yep, there's rumors of a new Fable game, and this might be a hint. I feel like we've talked about rumors of Fable game before on the podcast. Yeah, I think we have. Okay. I think we have. Uh, Iron Man VR release. Released this week. Sweet. Uh, some people really like it. Some people kind of like it. People are comparing it to Batman... Arkham VR or whatever it's called. Okay, sweet. But it is more substantial than that. It does have its own like story. Yeah, I think Arkham VR was just like a little showcase yeah. demo. Yeah. Cool. Love yeah. to see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody, that wraps it up for episode twenty-two today. Episode twenty-two. That's a wrap, baby. Um, you can find everything, all our links to our socials and our streaming goodness. Right underneath James is streaming Tomb Raider. Um, yeah. These next couple of weeks or however long, I've been streaming Valorant and uh, some COD. If I can get OBS worked out again, uh, and then join that Discord, man. We'd love to play games with you guys too. Even yes, if you're, we would. even if we don't, yeah, just jump on in, man. We're, we'd love to inter- We'd love to hear from you. Introduce yourself. Let's game. Let's do it. Let's game, baby. Um. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Have a great week. We will see you right here next Friday. Peace out.